Hello, and welcome to The Business Of. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. I'll get into what that means in a moment. The Business Of is a podcast where I will interview entrepreneurs in unconventional areas of business. The goal of the podcast is to show that no matter what your business is, the steps to get started are pretty much the same, and also to provide proof that there is a way to make money doing anything. The podcast will be released monthly at first until I get the hang of this podcasting thing. Now back to what my business, NPL Consulting LLC, does. I teach and help with business formation. That's just a fancy way of saying I help you set your business up legally. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. You can find everything I do at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. I hope you enjoy this episode. In this episode, I talk with Raquel Savage, a Miami-based sex therapist. I discovered her on the Cold Slither Podcast Network, she was a guest and was immediately drawn in by her brash and unapologetic style. Far from your traditional ideas of a therapist, Raquel challenges the ways that women are able to exist and encourages women to reframe the way they see themselves in the world. She strives to shatter the taboos that society has built around sex, our bodies, and what it means to be a good woman. Raquel has also been a longtime champion of the LGBTQ community starting an organization to support queer students at her Catholic high school and again at her undergraduate university. In the past year or so that I've come to know her, Raquel has grown from a big voice on the internet to establishing her own business and getting her paperwork in order while completing her master's in counseling. She recently just ended her own podcast, The Savage Life, which is a podcast discussing all facets of sex, sexuality, and gender dynamics. She's now deciding which avenue she wants to take next to spread her message. I hope you find some helpful tips in our conversation. Enjoy. The questions, okay? Um, okay, cool. So when someone goes to your social media, they see you listed as a sex therapist. So what exactly is a sex therapist? Sure. So a sex therapist is someone who has um, a background in at least a master's in one of the helping fields, so social work, counseling, something like that, um, to be able to do therapy, like regular mental health therapy, marriage and family therapy, something like that. Um, And depending on the state they live in, they may or may not have extra training to be able to do the sex part. So in the state of Florida, you're required to have a master's and a board certification in human sexuality in order to use the term sex therapist. Other states, that's not the case. So some people may or may not get some extra training or or certificates or something to kind of be um, qualified to do that work. So sex therapists basically do regular therapy. So any type of regular therapy you'd be interested in, mental health-wise, they can do. They just also have the knowledge to do anything related to sex, sexuality, reproductive health, anatomy, intimacy, um, sexual dysfunctions, gender dysphoria, um, addiction, sex addictions, anything, fetishes, you know, pretty much anything, you name it, um, we're kind of trained to tackle those, those issues. Wow, that's very extensive. Um, so how did you get into Yeah, absolutely. How did you become, like, attracted to this line of work? So... 
I mean, I think that my entire life, I've, I've always talked to people about sex stuff. And like, that was like, I guess, like a hobby or something. I don't really know. I mean, I think people always felt comfortable talking to me about sex stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always been kind of like a sexual person and like exploring and, you know, shit like that. So mm-hmm. um, and I think people just kind of felt comfortable talking to me. And so it became like, I'm the sex person in people's life, you know what I mean? And um, also my my family up, upbringing and, and background, my, my grandmother was an ASEC certified um, sexuality educator. So I had that person in my life. And then also I was, you know, I was very encouraged to learn about and know about my own, I guess, autonomy and making decisions for myself which not necessarily wasn't necessarily about sex but just that general kind of concept I think probably played into me being fearless in terms of talking about these things or exploring these things um and so I guess when I got older I I had graduated with my undergrad in business communications and I was living in Baltimore and I, I really just pretty much all my life have wanted to be a, a famous in some way. Um, <laughs> I've always been a performer. <laughs> I've always been a performer, whether it's music, singing, dancing, anything. Um, so I remember talking to someone and my, I think my initial goal was like do business communication and become like a journalist and be like an anchor for a TV station or something. I don't know. And mm-hmm. I remember talking to someone who worked at a TV station and they were like, look, if you want to go this route, fine, you should have a niche kind of a thing, like a thing, like what's your thing going to be? And I'm like, what do you, what? And so I randomly just like moved to Miami out of boredom. And one day it literally, it, it honestly just kind of hit me. It wasn't like I really did a bunch of research or had to, you know, whatever. It just kind of hit me and it was like sex, sex is my thing. Like, that's my fucking thing. That's what I've always talked to people about. And I am pretty knowledgeable about it without having any training at that point. And I'm pretty, I'm comfortable with it and I'm good at it and you know, whatever. So I was like, (laughs) let me just look into, (laughs) let me look into what this would entail and if it's even a realistic thing. And, you know, I started to look into like places to get education about sex sexuality human sexuality stuff and what that would take and blah 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 and so kind of from there was the point where I was like this is what this is what I'm gonna do so you literally turned your passion into your business I'm really really blessed because I I feel like there are a lot of people in the world who a don't even know what they want to do with their life um also people who know what they want to do with their life but they're not good at it um, or people who are doing something with their life, but they hate it. And I feel really, really, really blessed because I'm not one of those people. I'm, I, I'm one of the people who I know exactly what I want to do. I'm really good at what I do and I can do what I want to do. Um, so yeah, it's definitely my life's work and I feel my purpose and my passion and everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's really awesome. I, I, that's one of the things that I strive for when um, I'm working with clients is like, I really want them to push for their dream business and le- live like, you know, their most ideal life possible. 
So when did you realize with your line of work that you could sustain yourself and not have to worry about a nine to five? (laughs) Um, Okay. So for, for the last few years in terms of when I was in grad school, first of all, I've never like really been a worker person. I just hate working and I've always like not worked. (laughs) So in grad school, that was kind of no different, whether I was using loans or using um, clients or just getting money here and there from doing like workshops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what sustained me. And mm-hmm. then since I, since like post-grad, it's just been um, elevating that to a level where I don't have to, if I don't want to kind of do a nine to five. Although it's, I think for me, what I have been thinking about since I've graduated is that even though I don't necessarily have to do a nine to five, it's probably still good for me to do just in terms of um, continue, like, con- like having that space for networking, I think, first of all, mm-hmm. um, because I'm doing my practice on my own. It's, that's dope. And I am very much so enjoy it. There is also a benefit to having colleagues and having, um, you know, people who are experienced to help guide me and just that kind of practicing that experience. So no, I don't have to, but likely I will try to get um, some type of a, I don't, I don't even know that needs to be a job. I might just get like an internship, to be honest, just so I can be amongst people. But yeah. Okay. So it, it, was, it was never like, oh, I, I hate my job. It was more like, this is what I want to do. And I'm, you know, on the trajectory to doing that. Yeah, I mean, I for, so I had an internship when I was in grad school, and I was very blessed there because I really like I really enjoyed working there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't really know that I've ever felt like I have to work somewhere I hate, and that's a blessing okay. for me um, because awesome. I have never done that. <laughs> that's really awesome because a lot of people feel like they're stuck. You know, and yeah, feel like they have the latitude to move out into something they enjoy more. Um, I also have really a supportive family, so that helps me a lot too. If, if oh, for whatever reason cool. I'm in need, you know, and I and I can't make ends meet or whatever the case may be, I have them to help support me as well. So that's an important piece to the story too. Awesome, a great support system is really important. Um, right. So now we're going to get to the fun stuff for me, but what other people may not think is so fun. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that their businesses are unique in some way and that, you know, they can't go, you know, there are steps that they can skip or whatever, or because it's run entirely on the internet. But when you get right down to it, setting up a business, um, it's pretty uniform. What are some of the hurdles that you've dealt with, things that you've learned, any difficulties that you have encountered in terms of getting your business off the ground? Yeah, I mean, I have you to thank for a lot of my ease in which I've had with like building my business, to be honest, because pretty much, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, pretty much I have, uh, you reached out to me and once you reached out to me, like you were like, it was kind of like, hey, you need to be doing this. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize I need to be doing this. And then you were like, okay, here's how much it costs. And I was like, okay, here's the money. And then you did it. And then I was like, oh, my God, yes. So <laughs> it's been really wonderful for me because I feel like I haven't really had to do much. Um, but having your, like, guidance and, and you as a resource has been 
super helpful. And I think that information is something that I just otherwise would not have had or even thought about probably until years down the line. So for me to have already set up, you know, already have the LLC set up to have all of that kind of business information has been the best because now I'm legitimate as a person who is a business like owner or whatever. And um, I think, so I feel like I haven't really had any hurdles to be honest. I mean, things take some time, you know what I mean? But other than that, I don't really see anything. The only thing that I can think of is um, making decisions. First of all, just me as a person, I get really frustrated when I don't understand things. Mm -hmm. So it's been a learning curve. I think for me, trying to be patient with myself about like this is a field in terms of business building or or this side of it that I don't know about and it's also important for me to know about it because like it's my business so although I have you to help me with everything it is important that I kind of know some things because that's how you get like finesse is if you just let people do everything for you and then they take all your money (laughs) you know what I mean so I think that is (laughs) that has been one thing is like reminding myself that I need to be as involved as I have the sanity to be involved. Um, and then honestly, the only other like things that have been like kind of frustrating for me, um, would be the money side of it. So like a deciding what, um, programs or apps I want to use to give and receive money for my business. Um, depending on what platform that is, I use PayPal um, after like trial and error, uh, that, and then also the, the money side of like taxes <laughs> is something that I'm learning about and not enjoying at all. Ooh, girl. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's definitely been my least favorite thing is watching. I, I was talking to my dad the other day. He is a businessman and someone who I also use as a resource for all business questions. And I was talking, I was complaining about taxes and I was basically saying like, this is a a scam. Like basically half your money goes to taxes and like, what, how is anybody even making any money sustaining anything having to pay taxes? And he was like, yeah, that's true. Like the, basically the biggest gang in the world is the IRS in the U.S. is the IRS. And I was like, that was literally what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) They want money and they want it now. (laughs) (laughs) exactly and like he basically told me like you have to make triple what you want to make in order to have what you want if that makes any sense like if I make three thousand dollars I'm really only making a thousand dollars kind of a thing so if I want to have three thousand dollars I got to make like nine thousand dollars you know what I mean so it's just that's really frustrating but you know it just kind of pushes me to make more money I guess (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm glad you have your dad there on like, you know, the real world businessman side of things. And, you know, you can see where you'll be down the line as you're learning, you know, these things in the beginning. Um, Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the big hurdles that you deal with your particular industry? Um, I think mostly as a therapist, we have ethics, ethical issues. Um, I prefer to see people face to face but I have such a big market to see people online and uh, doing therapy online. I mean, doing therapy in general requires a lot of uh, ethical considerations for privacy, HIPAA, you know, everything. Um, that just becomes an even more bigger, scarier issue 
more expensive issue when you're trying to do therapy online. So before I graduated, I was doing my coaching sessions. Um, and I, and I, I pre, um, specifically use the word coaching instead of therapy in pretty much all of my uh, advertising and everything because uh, there's no regulations with coaching. There is no like coaching association. There is no ethics of coaching. So mm -hmm. I can pretty much do whatever I want. If I, even though I'm a therapist, if I do offer my services as therapy, as an extension of my master's, which is counseling, then I have to answer to the ACA, the American Counseling Association. And then I have actual ethical like laws and regulations I have to follow. So before I graduated, uh, I was doing my sex, co sex coaching sessions on Skype. And then after um, some of the FOSA and SESA issues and the Microsoft, like something was going on with Microsoft basically where Skype was going to be monitored. And if anything they decided was inappropriate, they would shut your account down. So at that point, I just totally stopped doing sex coaching sessions, not because those, those sex coaching sessions were anything explicit, just because the conversation um, likely would be about sex, sexuality, like I said, intimacy, anatomy, those kind of things. And I wouldn't want to put whoever my client is at risk of some, I don't know, person overhearing it or not overhearing it, but like, I don't know, I don't know, spying on us. I don't know. So I stopped doing my, my, my sessions on Skype altogether. And I haven't been doing any online um, sessions at all until I figure out what um, program I want to use that I think is ethical and, you know, safe and, and regulated well. And so I think for me, the biggest dilemma has been that so far is trying to figure out what's going to be best for my clients and best for me in terms of um, my ethics and, you know, what's, what's right and what's good for, you know, not the whole kind of biggest rule in, in therapy or counseling is not harming your clients. And that doesn't just mean like directly harming that means in any way. So definitely that. Can you, um, you mentioned FOSTA and SESTA. Can you like briefly explain what those are and why they're affecting what you're trying to do? Yeah, so FOSTA and SESTA are bills that have been passed that basically regulate the type of information put onto websites, third party or otherwise. And if in any way the information uh, is interpreted as uh, like encouraging or um, anything having to do with what they're calling prostitution, which they're not defining properly and they're defining vaguely intentionally, um, the site gets, the you or the site gets shut down. So whether that be your actual website and they have a suspicion of something going on, they can shut that down. Or whether that be, for instance, you're a Twitter user, um, they'll shut your page down because ultimately the websites have to answer to these laws. So it would be Twitter who would be answering to this law or like how Craigslist would shut down Craigslist. And it's a financial kind of issue for them because there's legal, the, the, I think the legal ramifications are, are financial. Wow. That, that's, that's actually a lot because you, you, then you don't have a lot of choices. So that really limits your, your clientele as well. Well, see, the, the issue becomes, there's a lot of issues about it. And I could go on forever about these, these, these regulations. But okay. the biggest thing for me, how it affects me is that 
it, it really becomes a, a law uh, about censoring speech, like uh, censoring your, your ability to discuss and, and show and, and talk about certain things because, because the laws are so vague. If I'm talking about sex work, if I'm talking about uh, reproductive health, if I'm talking about, and, and I'm not talking about you know, those things in a way in which I'm doing them, talking about those things in an educational manner, uh, in, a, in a manner that raises awareness, if I'm talking about those things, that could potentially get me removed from the internet. And that has actually happened for a lot of people already who are either sex workers or sex work adjacent. So people like me who are educators, um, you know, and trying to do the work of raising awareness and, and getting information out. So what happens is we and, and all of us who kind of are considered suspicious, I guess, or potentially uh contributing to what they're imagining is prostitution or sex trafficking uh we get shadow banned or shut down or deleted from the internet you know uh, it's just it, re it really is a is a becomes a, a freedom of speech issue to be honest among other things but so for me it becomes an issue because my entire kind of brand and ability to make my income or do my work is based on my ability to have a voice on the internet. And so if that is like snuffed out, that affects me directly. It affects me, my well-being, my, my business, everything. So um, I've already had um, some issues with shadow banning on Instagram um, and Snapchat as well. So they're definitely out and watching and, and doing <laughs> their job of, of censoring people. You hear that guys? Go look up Faustin Sesta. Tell your Congress people to, I don't know, do something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in running your own business? Like what is the one takeaway you have learned in, in like getting everything set up? I'm pretty sure that when I, when it comes time to file taxes, my, my answer will be that I didn't, that I need an accountant. <laughs> I think that will be <laughs> the answer at that time. Uh, but I'm not there yet. So I'm trying, it's like out of sight, out of mind. I think other than that, I have everything. So, and this is a personal thing for me. So I grew up with my mom and we definitely were not um, poor we were probably like lower middle class, but she always made it really like known or like stressful uh, the amount of money we were spending. So I have like a personal trigger about money, whether it be not having it, having too much of it, you know, whatever. It's just like money is like just stresses me out. So I think for me as a, as a business woman, I have been super uh anal about my money you know about making sure that it's all there making sure that the that i'm not spending too much making sure that i'm spending what i need to be spending in order to you know help the business like anything money related i think has been like that's the that's the thing but like i said and that so that plays into the accountant issue as well like at the end of the year for sure <laughs> okay um what accomplishment are you most proud of um as a businesswoman as an entrepreneur um 
That's a good question. I just, I don't really know that I have anything specific. I mean, I've had more money than I've ever had in my life. And, That's an accomplishment. Uh, making no money out of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely, that freedom feels really good. And I'm able to do what I want at this point. Um, I think also, I don't, I don't know that I even like refer to myself or think of myself as a business woman uh, to be honest so I think that I need to start kind of shifting my language and reframing that um because I kind of just look at myself like oh I'm a therapist or I'm an educator or I'm a whatever but like yeah it's a business why, so, do you, why do you not think of yourself as a businesswoman I'm not really sure I'm not really sure that I like yeah I don't know I don't know that I've like thought about it I don't know that I've uh framed myself that way it totally I totally am like literally I am mm -hmm. but I think I think maybe maybe that doesn't resonate with me as much as uh and as being an educator or like that identity if that makes sense doesn't align or resonate with me at this moment in time as much as my other identities do so um but I am not a fucking I'm a business owner yes so yeah I am <laughs> um that's right <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I am, I'm proud of myself for sure. So I just, I don't know that I have anything specific that I would consider like an accomplishment, but being, being here, running the business, making the money, doing my thing, expanding my brand. Those, those are, are things I would consider, I guess, accomplishments. That is awesome. That's awesome because you're a lot farther than some other people's and people are just dreaming about what they want to do and you're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so what is advice you would have given to Raquel when she first started on her journey to entrepreneurship? Oh, wow. I think I would have tried to do all of this just earlier. Like, I feel like I, I didn't uh, even consider all of these kind of variables until you reached out to me, to be honest. So, um, I don't know. So maybe my advice would be to align myself with more business people because that uh, creates the opportunity to have resources like you who then step up and say, hey, bitch, this is what you need to be doing. Like, what do you, what? Do this. Because otherwise, you know, you only know what you know, if that makes sense, you know? Right. So if if you you know if you are creating more opportunities to talk to people who are in the field or have expertise in some area you're opening yourself up to more information so i think my my advice to my old self or younger self or pre-business self or whatever would be to try to expand my my circle you know whether it be more business women or more people in just other fields of expertise okay expand your circle um yeah what do you want to see future raquel accomplish oh man everything i plan on like taking over the world like <laughs> what it's gonna be it's gonna be i mean like specifically what i really have planned in my head and what i would like to do um i want to expand my website for sure so i do a lot of my like what i call my work my content on Twitter and Instagram. I really am, am trying to, um, I'm in the process literally right now as we speak, uh, expanding my website and making that the main place that people go to engage with Rock House Savage because 
you know, Twitter and, and Instagram and Snapchat, they're, they're not going to be super supportive and perhaps not the best uh, platforms for me to just exist on only. So I'm, I'm trying to expand my website so that I can have like a member section on the member section. I'm going to try to put, um, I'm going to put videos. Uh, I used to do something called Savage Sundays on Instagram. And then I stopped doing that because um, they were Instagram live where I would just talk for 30 minutes about a specific topic and it was really fun and people enjoyed it. But the Instagram live is live. And that was before you can even keep it up on your store for 24 hours. So the content isn't permanent. So I decided to start filming um, little YouTube videos. So on the member side of the website, there will be that. Um, I'll try to have some written stuff on there as well. So I'm trying to expand my website just so I can have more content on there and more, more traffic going there. Other than that, I definitely want to expand um, my therapy practice, have more clients. I definitely want to do more workshops, um, interactive kind of presentation stuff, whether it be college campuses, in people's homes, whatever, just get out there and start talking about vagina more. That's definitely the goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I definitely want to, at some point, um, write more, you know? I don't even know that I have a, a specific goal for how I want to do that, but I'm a good writer, and people like to read what I write, so I need we to do talk that in some interview I have some <laughs> yeah I need to do that in some capacity and I and I enjoy writing when I'm sure every writer would say this I enjoy writing <laughs> when I feel compelled to write you know but um so that and then I would love 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 to have some type of uh because I just recently ended the podcast so I would love to have another platform to do either radio, um, some type of another podcast. I would love to do TV of some sort, um, talking about sex, sexuality stuff. Um, and then my ultimate like life goal. So beyond any of the things that I would consider like famous type of stuff, which is super what I want to do, but beyond any of that, my ultimate kind of, of goal and, and what I'm working on with you right now is opening up, um, a mental health center where, uh, I can practice, obviously I'm going to be the boss, but I also practice and I would like to have other black queer women therapists there who are experts in, in whatever therapy um, modality they do offering all kinds of services besides therapy as well. So I'd like to have holistic stuff, acupuncture, massage, Reiki. I would love to be able to include STD and HIV testing at my center um, I'd love to have educational groups there. Um, so that's really like my ultimate goal. And that was super inspired by the place that I just got finished interning at, um, Trauma Resolution Center here in Miami. Uh, that is such a great center. And um, I would like to do what they do, but better. And I feel like, of course, my uh, like target audience, because Trauma Resolution Center, their target audience is, is trauma. And trauma would definitely be a large part of what we do at whatever center that I open up. I also want to make sure that my center is known for and welcoming to uh, black people, uh, sex workers, HIV positive people, um, and that the people who work in our center, in my center, are reflective of that population as well. So that's like my life goal is to ultimately have that space to do healing and kind of like restorative work. Awesome. That is a beautiful dream. And I hope that I can help you achieve it. 
Um, yeah. Two more questions real quick. Um, what advice would you cool. give a young entrepreneur who isn't sure there's a way to make a living with their gifts and talents? But what I would say is it's important to make sure that you can make a living off of whatever it is, because like I said earlier, I feel very, very lucky and blessed that I, I am in a field that I like, that I'm good at, and that I can also make money at. But there's a lot of things that people are passionate about that is just not making money. And that's not a, a reflection of the the power of the work or how good you are at it. Just some things just don't make money. And, and I don't know, maybe if it's, I don't, I don't know. So I would say, I would say that trying to figure out if there's a way you can finesse making it money. And maybe that's a different, like I said, maybe some other people have a different response to that. Like, oh, we could make everything make money. I don't know that that's true. So I would say figure out your best way to make it make, make it make money and make it make sense as best you can. You know what I mean? Cause I don't Yeah. That's, that's what I'll say on that. <laughs> that's actually really important and shameless plug for me. If you don't know what you want to do, but you know, you want to be in a business, go download my biz quiz so you can figure out what you're good at and how you can make money from it right now. Um, <laughs> question. How can people reach Raquel Savage? Tell them everywhere and anywhere they can find you. Yeah, definitely. So first of all, my website is just rockhousesavage.com. Easy, boom, go on there, look around. You can contact me there um, for any business um, uh, information ideas. Then you can find me on Twitter, Raquel underscore Savage. Instagram, Raquel Savage. And Snapchat is Raquel Savage as well. You can also pay me, paypal.me slash Raquel Savage. Pretty much all of my, look, I have Circle, I have Venmo, I have Cash App, I have PayPal, anything. I have Zelly or whatever, Zelly, whatever it's called. <laughs> exactly. If you want to send me some money, I would that's, do that. Everything is Raquel Savage or my email, which is R-A-Q-U dot savage at gmail.com so she's out here doing the work y'all yeah. generous <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much raquel for taking the time out i really appreciate it you know um i started off as one of your clients because i found your work um very meaningful to me and it means a lot to me that you. um you know i can help in some way to you know spread your message and that you come on my little show <laughs> but <laughs> Much. thank you thank you thank you all right so i really we, appreciate it no problem all right so we can end here in terms of like what we'll be recording but what i want i hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as i did all of raquel's contact information can be found in the show notes as well as my own i mentioned my biz quiz during the episode if you want to venture into entrepreneurship but aren't sure where to start, download my totally free quiz to help you narrow it down and give you the steps to start your dream business in the next seven days. You can find it at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. I also provide personal coaching and have a private Facebook group where members can ask me questions and get first looks at all of my digital products, like my biz launch ebook bundle. The bundle comes with three ebooks that take you through the business formation process, give you the basics of business money management, and help you set up infrastructure for your employees. You can find all this and more at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All of my contact information is located in the show notes as well. Till next time.